0: Hello and welcome disc golfers to the Hitting the Line podcast. This is the 13th installment of the Hitting the Line podcast. Hitting the Line podcast is the first and only daily fantasy disc golf podcast where we use our daily disc golf lines to
1: talk about disc golf in general. That's right.
0: This is the 13th installment and of course I am joined as per usual by my brother Nasser Nas. How you doing?
1: Jed, I'm doing good. We are gearing up for USDGC this week, looking to crown a champion.
0: We are in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and USDGC is one that always has a lot of hype around it. It's been around since 1999. We've got only a handful of winners, though. It seems that you know this has t- turned into one of the real prestigious tournaments.
1: Yeah, it's one that you see uh, multiple winners in the past. We've seen Barry Schultz win a few times. Ken Climo, I think, win four times. Will Shustrick win three times. Paul Macbeth win twice. Um, We had Nicola Castro win this tournament in 2009, which was pretty cool to see. And uh, James Conrad recently. And then, let's see, last year was Chris Dickerson. We've had Nate Sexton. And Jeremy Colling win in the past as well. So you can see why... This tournament kind of has that prestigious title it's something that really only the best disc golfers in the world have won uh, and also not to be forgotten in 2013 Steve Brinster I, I seen.
0: I seen that year when you sent it to me it's funny why does it seem like there was only old people playing that year look at the runner-up and then third place
1: yeah interesting it was also in uh yeah we had Steve Brinster first Barry Schultz second and Steve Rico third in 2013 which was not necessarily not a that year. long ago not that for long those ago kind of names But uh, yeah, Schultz
0: is still playing. Of course,
1: it'll be really exciting to see how things shake out this week. We've seen, you know, some talk about the course and some of the changes to it. We'll discuss that a little bit later. And I think that, uh, you know, we don't have lines yet on prize picks. So I'm not sure what's going on at prize picks, if they just are behind or what's going on. So today's show might be a little bit different, maybe a little bit more off the cuff and casual because, yeah, still 721 Pacific time. We do not have lines to talk about, which is unusual for prize picks. But you know, they, they usually release them the night before the night before. Maybe this tournament doesn't start till Saturday. So I don't know. Maybe it's, I don't know. This strange. Well, why don't we just start by looking who maybe uh, some people that we think might have a shot this year. I think someone who has been still, as we've called them on this podcast, Mr. Second Place uh, Ricky Wysocki took another second place finish this past week. We all saw him airball his uh, playoff hole putt to give Mason, Mason Ford, Ford his first big, big
0: win, I think, of his career. Teammate on Innova, Mason Ford. And, he, and Mason Ford was coming in hot. He had won that he, he tied Paul McBeth's record or no, maybe Paul McBeth has record. Anyways, he's won three straight a plus tiers. the last three a plus tiers he's played he's won um so he's obviously playing really well right now it's anybody's game why don't you why don't we take a look at you know all the big names and familiar faces are going to be playing there this year let's take a look at the new people maybe literally names we haven't heard of that have qualified for the usdgc this year
1: yeah some qualifiers i know we're going to see brody smith there he qualified i think at the portland open or maybe the resistance open um, so I, that should I be interesting. Have it, scroll down here. Yeah. There are eighty-eight registered players.
0: Who are some names that we haven't seen? I'm excited to see Cole. Uh I'm not sure if it's Redalin or Redalin. I can't wait to see what he does.
1: I know every world champ of every age division gets a bid. Okay. I know anybody who is a former champion gets a bid.
0: Vino qualified, I believe, this week. Is he on there?
1: Let's see. Vino is coming he... over
0: from Europe. He qualified, I believe.
1: I know we got.
0: I believe he was like a Finnish champ or something. I could, I could be wrong. Yeah, there's some
1: European qualifiers as to, well. You have
0: to double click that scroll. Sorry.
1: Okay, um, some other people who have qualified that maybe you wouldn't know or expect. Colton Montgomery.
0: Well, that's a bigger name. Look at the people who the names you can't even recognize
1: miles seaborne cams um, i
0: see evan scott he was the am one world champion this year he's like 15 brian Earhart qualified evan scott actually i believe just got signed by discraft nice um so who the heck is davis york he could be um, one of the people who is i know i was talking about yeah he qualified he,
1: uh davis york could be someone who was one of the world of, of the age protected champions possibly okay um well, maybe not but I but I know that is one of the ways to get a bid so oh we don't have a keyboard so never mind I was gonna look up who uh how they qualify I was looking up right we got lots of the common names you'll see though we got Eagle Calvin Adam Nate Sexton um it's kind of crazy to see at this tournament in open <clears throat> the lowest rated player is a 953 rate rated player uh, or sorry that was, that was last, last year last yeah. year we have a 953 rate rated player which is kind of unusual to see so it's one of those tournaments, I think, that you get most of the best people in the world there. And they duke it out. And they duke it out on a course that doesn't change too, too much throughout throughout the years. And famous for, of course, the mozzarella stick hole. Um, which have moved this year. Which have moved this year, which caused a little bit of a you know shakeup and kind of a drama uh, on Twitter this past week and Reddit and other places. And why is that? Uh, you know, I think people are just thinking that it's too
0: gimmicky. Well, well, what was the change this year? It is where it's placed in front of the tea, of the tee box. Yeah, there's year. like
1: the, these five little poles in front of the tee box, which really make it so you either have to hit an exact line, or I guess it there might like be could a probably way to easily go over them, right? Like, I don't know
0: exactly. To me, I feel like it's for these such good players. This is kind of my take on it. Is like, it's not going to make that much of a difference. So like, I don't see it as like like I don't think it's going to get in the way and them get pissed. Like, I don't think we're going to see it hit really. And so it just throws like a little extra thing you got to do into your throw. I don't know if it's going to be like, I just don't like, yeah, it's weird, but it doesn't seem like anything crazy to complain about, but yeah, shouldn't get in the way. In my opinion. I hope
1: they do. uh, They do a super cut of all the people who hit it. I think that would just be funny to smack one of those. And there's just like four or five people who hit it. Uh, But looking at the uh, players for this year, yeah, the lowest rated player playing is nine forty nine rated. Uh, and then that goes, there's about 10 or so players rated under a thousand who are competing in this tournament. One of which is three-time champion Will Schustrich, kind of coming back after a long hiatus uh, to play this tournament. So Will in 2021 has only played two tournaments. One was a C tier, which he finished third and he played at the uh, Music City Open. He finished 75th. Unfortunately, Will is I'm someone- curious how he got in. I've really liked... Well, that's his local area. Okay. So he, I think, has helped put in a lot of those courses and done a lot of work on those courses. I mean, in 2020, Will only played, looks like, about eight tournaments and his best finish being a fourth-place finish at a C tier and then a fifth-place finish at a B tier. So, can, can we talk about his form right now? Um. Yeah, I think we can, but I think it's been that way for a few years since he kind of fell off. You know, I think it was maybe... When he had uh, his child and kind of had to deal with some of those things, uh, he stopped playing as much. Like we noticed 2018. Well, he had a decent season in 2018, I guess. He played a decent amount of events. But Will Schustrick at one point uh, was one of the best disc golfers in the entire world, winning it, I think, I believe, in 2010, 2012, and maybe 2014. I mean, he is someone who cashed in 2012, cashed $40,000, which in 2012 yeah, is not easy. Yeah, now the payouts are like double what they used to be. So this would be an equivalent today. Ricky's 60k that he's
0: going for the record.
1: I mean, look at this year he put together in 2012. Second, six, so many second, first fourth, second, first, third, second, first, 63rd, first, first, second, third, third, fifth, second. So Will Schustrick is uh, someone with a lot of skill and I think this is about where his form started to change maybe 2014. I heard he had a shoulder injury and so we kind of had to change some things around. 2014 you can see still playing top 10 golf every weekend. Played a lot of tournaments then. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, and this is the year he won again. That's at 2014 at the USDGC, which was eight thousand dollars. What's the payout at
0: right? top right now? Oh, good for question. This year? We sorry, we don't have access to that information. I don't think. No, I don't. I'm, um, not, I'm not
1: sure what it is right off the top. Of my head. Check I, your phone. I bet, I bet it's ten ten thousand dollars. I'm I'm not sure even where I would find it. Um, but I, I guarantee you, it's going to be a ten thousand dollar plus tournament if I had to guess. Um, so we're pulling up the website now to take kind Pull of a peek here. Pull up on your phone here. real quick. Well, here you it is. Search
0: begin. 2021 USD. Sorry, ladies and gents, we don't have a keyboard right now because Nas forgot his computer over up, here. I man. He I forgot to bring drove it. He forgot over here, to bring the computer.
1: Bring the computer that we usually record on. So, so we, we are we have
0: less USB spots, and we figured we would a need lot of the USB keyboard USB the least spots here.
1: Tournament sponsors. I don't know right now. Look it up on your phone. I'm on the website um anyway how much money we are getting or they're they're getting paid that's not important we're getting paid a lot more cash now i'm excited to see will even though right now he is only 997 rated maybe not quite the player that he has been in the past but um something to keep a lookout for will is someone who could probably shoot a hot round at any given time and do really well so i'm excited to see um how this year turns out
0: yeah his form just looks a little clunky (laughs) Yeah. And he used to be considered
1: the smooth, especially when, you know, he was known as shoestring. He was someone who, uh, he had this great, there was this great YouTube video back back in the day. It was like a slow-mo of him throwing with this Epic music in the background. And I remember just watching it and just wondering, like how could anybody ever throw that smooth and beautiful? So, uh,
0: cool. Yeah. So you're looking forward to seeing Will Shusher play. I'm looking forward to seeing Evan Scott play. Uh, what about the ladies? The ladies are doing something unique this year. They are playing, I believe, the Throw throw Pink Disc Golf uh, Championships of some sort.
1: Yeah, I believe it's something different. I know in the past, some F- FPO players like Paige have uh, actually played in USDGC before. So she didn't finish maybe where we would like to see her finish. She finished towards the bottom. But um, yeah, I'm hoping to see... Um, maybe Haley King have a good showing after putting together a great showing last week, it would be cool to see Haley string together multiple
0: uh, great tournaments in a row. So that's something I'm looking forward to. Yeah. The women are playing um, just a women's event this year. Normally there isn't anything they're looking to build in the future, something concurrent with the USDGC for women. Um, It's on their website. If you want to check it out, What so next, yeah, it's weird without lines. We're <laughs> yeah. so
1: used to being like, "All right, let's go to go to the board and take take a look yeah, at these go to, lines." Go to the
0: board is generally next. That's generally what
1: what we would do next, but we don't have a board this week. I wonder why that is. So maybe we could speculate. Well, let's look at some
0: of the scores from last year. What we might expect to be hot rounds. Yeah, fifty-seven. Uh,
1: Chris Dickerson. What's the par? Right now, the par is. Do, 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 do Hole and round information. Par sixty-six. Nine thousand eight hundred and eighty-six feet. This is so. If this is the same course and the same setup, they are playing the same course all four rounds. One, two, three, four. We're at Winthrop Gold. Winthrop Golds, and then uh, in the past a fifty-seven. So that would be roughly a nine down. Was ten sixty-five rated. Chris Dickerson's shot last year a fifty-seven, a blazing fifty-three that was rated ten eighty-seven, a fifty-nine. And then in the final round, he still hung on to win by a single stroke, and Calvin was charging. The final round, Calvin beat Chris Dickerson by nine strokes. Dickerson shot a 69, which was a 1,005 rated, so three over according to this Oof. par. And, and still, still held on. Barely held wow. on to win by a stroke against Calvin, who was on an absolute tear. Calvin shot a terrible first round with a 66, but then rattled off a 1055, a 1074, and a 1056 to kind of put some heat on him, so... Uh, and since we were talking a little bit about money last year, the prize payout was $10,000 for first. So that kind of puts that into the, and then Ricky finished third. So again, really not too much different from our guy, Rick, Garrett Gerthy finished fourth, Paul McBeth fifth tied last year with Kyle Klein at 24 down. Eula Berry finished seventh Eagle eighth, uh, Chris Clemens ninth and Johnny McRae and Adam Hammes tied for 10th. So out of those names, are there any names up here that you maybe expect to see up there again? And maybe some names that you don't think we will see up here. What do you think? Who are some of your favorites going in this weekend?
0: Well, Paul always usually does well here at Winthrop. He is a multiple-time champion. You got to expect Ricky to be up there in the top three or five. He's gives us the reason to every single week. Yeah, he hasn't really slowed down much. So I'm just going to say Mason Ford's playing hot. He's feeling something, so we'll see what he can do uh, building on that.
1: Yeah, some names I see up here. I mean, last year Adam Hammish shot uh, 20 down and finished in 10th place. I expect him to even do better this year. He's been on a pretty good tear, so I expect him to probably shoot up in the top 10 again. I wouldn't be surprised if he finished top five. Uh, Garrett Gerthy, although I know he finished pretty well last week, uh, this season has not been his best season. I don't know if finished I expect well to see last year. or last, uh, last week too, though. Oh Okay. Um, but I, I, don't know if I expect Garrett to finish in the top five again, Kyle Klein with the top five finished last year would not be surprised to see him finish with another top five or a top 10 finish. Johnny McCray. I don't know if we'll see him again. He did play pretty good golf last year there, but yeah, I'm not
0: sure. Yeah. So let's talk about Winthrop gold in general. It's like a lot of the like problems people had with it. And it's a place where they can't shut down the campus or keep people from being there. So it's one that it has the history and the prestige, but it's kind of not being treated like it anymore. And which is kind of a shame, but
1: well, I think it's when you think about urban disc golf or courses that are at, parks or public places winthrop is kind of best case scenario where like yeah you're gonna have some funky island greens yeah you're gonna have some weird ob's but what can you really do at a course like that you know i mean unless you decide to change it but then it comes It's still golf like it's still golf and it but then it turns into like the the baseball argument like once you start changing things it kind of uh messes up looking at all these old scores and records because this is like a course that we've played multiple years and so you can look back and say, you know, Climo's whatever down is comparable to someone who shoots a similar round of that score. And so if you change the course or you make too many changes or you move it to a new course entirely, you really mess with the history. And I think that is what bugs a lot of people. Um am I mad about the mozzarella sticks now being at the front? No. Uh, As amateur disc golfers, you know, we play in tournaments all the time with weird mandos and things that we don't necessarily like. And guess what? We just play it and move on. We try to throw your best shot. You play your best golf. You take whatever score you get and you move on. So to see people complaining about it to me is a little bit like, okay, I could see why you think it's gimmicky. But, I mean, let's talk about gimmicky at our local course. There's like a bridge or an old dam with holes in the bottom of it, like arches. And you have to like roll your disc through a hole. On a par three to even have a shot or a chance um, at getting a par. Well, on so this what do you course. say to the people then who say, "Well, this is pro tour,
0: so there shouldn't be that."
1: But on not on not on this course. This course is not right. Like so you're that. saying
0: you're saying be, you're saying because it's USDGC, suck it up the one time. Yeah, just
1: suck it up. We all know the one thing we're going to talk about is we know that now the D, the DGPT has absorbed the NTs and is now going to be doing all of those tournaments. So maybe we will see a change at some of these courses and some of these tournaments, but USDGC at Rock Hill is historic. Uh, you can go back and watch it every year and see familiar holes and familiar shots and kind of in your mind compare year from year. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, there are a couple differences at each of the courses. It looks like there are. there's arena course A and B, and although there are a lot of similarities, almost identical, there's a couple holes. 13 A is a 999 foot par five, and then when it's in, the b position in round two and four it's a little bit shorter so not much of a difference between the courses but a slight difference so i don't don't know you know i think this is just one of those tournaments that you either love it or you hate it i know a lot of people are kind of bored of it and don't think it's that great of a tournament to begin with i'm really excited it's how we crown our u.s champion so that is true at the end of the day and and the people who have won it are great disc golfers so there's got to be something to it it's not just a bunch of nobodies coming and winning it i mean These are great disc golfers who
0: win at these tournaments. So something you just casually brushed over was that um, the pro tour has taken over the NTs or for the all PDJ NT events. Is that right? I believe so. And so we will, I'm pretty sure be getting the schedule for the entire 2022 season on Friday is what I heard. So be on the lookout for that. If you want to see what, courses like USDGC or what other elite tier events may or may not be on tour next year and why uh, we should be getting a lot of that information towards the end of the week.
1: And what does that mean for players? I think is maybe the bigger question for pros. Um, I guess the reason, I mean, if you notice on social media, all of the pros are really excited. Lots of, you know, hands clapping emojis when they're posting about it. And I think that's because there's more money in the D, in the DGPT, For so sure. they're going to see more guaranteed pay.
0: Well, not only that, but they also the DGPT what what they do is they actually they're actually a real team, like a real organization. Whereas the PDGA kind of relies pretty heavy on volunteers, um, kind of does uh pointing the fingers like, okay, you do this, but we'll. They're like a governing. They're just a governing body yeah. in a lot of cases. They do do a lot of things, but it's they don't really put out labor out there. And ninety-nine, the DGPT, they hire people specifically to run awesome tournaments, right?
1: And because ninety-nine percent of the PDGA are AMs, so where the DGPT, ninety-nine percent of the people who compete in that are top-level professionals. So you have a different crowd, and it'll be interesting too next year when this happens to see if you see as much of the complaining about courses because it's easy to trash. The PDGA. the PDGA when it's run by members and it's run by local clubs and easy to be like, oh, you guys aren't doing enough. A little bit harder to complain about things when the person signing your check is the one you're complaining yeah. about. So I'd yeah. be curious to do that. Yes, yeah, it's just easy to, you know, poop on um, a public something going on. But man, a how lot of people how, in how, charge, so.
0: Just, a little off the usdgc topic but how about that that payout that's coming up for the the championships disc golf pro tour championships 30k to first yeah we've never even seen anything close to that
1: no there's never been anything close close to that all of the pros are super excited and for them they are quote growing the sport um they're getting paid more so for them that's that's great but you know growing the sport in the terms that pros use it in doesn't do much to get courses put into our local parks. That's still done by just local ams and people who just love disc disc golf and people who wanna get more courses put in so they can just go play and have fun. So don't get uh, fooled and caught up when the pros growing the sport and wanting to grow the sport. They want to grow their own pockets, which I understand, well, and that's fine. But let's not pretend that growing professionals' pockets really grows the sport. It's all of you guys out there who are at your courses putting in time and volunteering and being part of lo- uh, local clubs. You are the ones truly growing the sport, buying discs. There's, These pros there's a lot of the
0: sport. There's definitely – the other their argument would be that more money in their pockets means it may, like legitimizes them, it makes them look better, which is more unique eyes, and it makes the sport look less gimmicky. Because a lot of people, what they say is, how much can a professional disc golfer make? So I think in their eyes, they make more money, uh, which brings in more advertisement, more people looking like, oh, you, somebody's really making this much money throwing Frisbees, and then that's when companies start looking at them more, and okay, maybe there's something to this. So there, sure, is, there, is, there is two camps. And they both matter. They don't have to be pitted against each other. I don't think that. Really I makes agree. Sense.
1: I, I just think people, when they talk about growing the sport, tend to forget that ninety-nine percent of players are AMs like you, listening and me. So you know, just keep keep that in mind. AMs are what really make disc golf the sport.
0: Definitely is what makes it run. It's definitely what attracts people to disc golf. And
1: yeah. like for example, Friday I'm going to be part of a meeting to hopefully get a course installed in one of these near, nearby towns here in Southern Oregon. No, I'm not getting paid for that. I'm not getting anything out of that other than it'd be great to have a new course in town. So, you know, all you AMs out there who are working at local clubs, even if you're a pro, you're working. That's what at disc golf's built off of. The yeah, disc golf is built on your backs, your blood, sweat, and volunteer hours. So keep it up, keep growing the sport in the way you know how. And yeah, of course we're going to support pros. I'm a, D, I'm a DGN member. I subscribe. I you know pay to watch disc golf. I I'm a yearly member, so I do everything on that end to do what I can to grow, 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 to grow the sport. But you know, Drew Gibson getting paid an extra couple thousand dollars for a top five finish doesn't grow the sport. Um, but there are other ways to grow it too. So, so there's that soapbox. Yeah, I'm off it now. What's next? Since we still don't have lines to talk about, or we could, we could talk about our our uh, entries from last week. I can talk about that a little bit. Last week. Uh, I got smacked up. I believe I made a total only about I think of three, three lines. No, here we go. Um, I had Music it, City Open. Yeah, first Music round. City
0: Open. Is it all first round?
1: Mostly on the twenty third here. Yeah, the twenty third of September. So I had a Wednesday. So this one was a three, a three pick flex. No, sorry, a two pick power with Macbeth shooting over because he didn't shoot a great first round um, and a Ricky Wysocki under. And they had Paul at 50 and a half and Paul shot at 50. So Paul got his revenge on me for making fun of him for not shooting a good first round. And then Ricky shot at 52 that second round did not do well. Um, The first one, the first round, if you took our advice Hopefully you won a little bit of money. No one uh, commented on our Twitter with their winning lineup. That is true. All you out there listening, you missed your chance to get a disc. You can still hit us up, though. I had Paul McBeth over on the 49. Of course, he shot that 55 that he tweeted about calling himself a clown. Uh, Nico, was at a 52? I chose the over. He shot exactly a 52. And then Adam Hamis, I had under a 51. He shot exactly a 51. So I actually got refunded on that for... Um, kind of breaking so, even yes, on the two.
0: that's cool. What they do on prize picks is when you push, you can still uh, extend the parlay essentially, yeah. but they, they let you do that at the expense of losing half of that bet. So they definitely have it within their power and their right to make you lose when you push on an over or under. However, they're actually generous for you in that manner. Uh, that they let you extend your parlay even if you push.
1: Yeah. With that being said, if you have not signed up for Prize Picks yet, please check it out, especially moving into next season. Uh, when you download, I'm hyped the, for next season. When, we're gonna
0: have a whole, we're gonna have a whole season of of all this goodness. But keep going.
1: When you download the Prize Picks app, if you use the code HTL for hitting the line, they'll match your deposit up to $100, and you can use that money right away. Uh, and then my final line was, or not not my final line. Another line I made was Ezra on the over. They had him at a fifty-four. He shot a sixty, so I hit that part. But because this was a two-pick power, I missed Emerson Keith. They had him under, or they had him at a fifty-three. I took the under because he was playing well, and then the next round he
0: did and, not play well. And what what's cool at Prize Picks is that they allow you to do uh, mixed sports and cross sports. So if you you know the disc golf season, this is actually one of the last tournaments of the year. We may not have Prize Picks for a lot of for the rest of this year. However, they not only can you bet disc golf. You can bet other sports too. There's a lot of NFL betting and you can even cross sports. You can do a parlay, um, entry with NFL prop bet and then then also Ricky Wysocki under. Yeah. So there are a lot of cool ways uh, to mix and match on there. You should definitely explore all those options. Maybe get used to the format during the off season. And then next season when we start week one for the elite series next year, um, you'll be primed and ready to go. You'll understand how you want to make your entries, why you want to make them the way you do, which ones you like better, the power plays, the flexes. Do you like doing two picks? Do you like doing three picks, five picks, etc.? And so, now
1: we have a we have a kind of a little collection now with this being episode thirteen. If you want to go back and hear kind of how we make our picks, um, kind of our strategies that we use to determine who we're going to take on the overs, who we're going to take on the unders, go back and listen to some of our older apps and you can kind of hear us parse out how we decide to come up with our entries. So that's what you guys can look forward to moving into next year. I'm really bummed Jed. I was hoping that uh this would be kind of our final goodbye. I could use this last credit, these last bits of credits that I have in, my account here, but it's looking like they're not going to give us. May you know, maybe we'll have to check back tomorrow, and maybe we'll put something out on the Twitter page. Check our Twitter. Where can they find us on Twitter? Uh, underscore hitting the line, uh, on Twitter, and then you could also email you if you want at hitting the line or it's hitting the line podcast at gmail dot com. That's right. So if you guys are out there listening, get a hold of us on social media, and you guys can uh, interact with us, share with us your wins, your bad beats, whatever you might have.
0: And so speaking of going into next year, uh, what, can you, you, what you can expect from us is probably looking to do some collab stuff. Um, OTB shouted us out and said they wanted to do a collab on Twitter. Um, so we'll probably do that. Um, Tyler
1: Brickley, if you're listening, we would love to have uh, you or maybe your Australian friend come on the show with us. <laughs> And maybe uh, make some lines with us. So next year should be a lot of fun as Prize picks picks up steam and disc golf just continues to get bigger and bigger. And we'll be putting in the offseason content. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll have we'll have some fun going into next next year. And Jad, you're going to be, I think, moving away from the area soon. So it not just be a 45 minute drive for me to record it to you, but more like. A Zoom Two and a half or, or three hours. We'll have to yeah. maybe record on Zoom. Maybe we'll have to split up these mics and gear so we both have nice, clear-sounding mics, and we record from home and do some shows together. Um, but I don't know, Jed. Is that going to maybe wrap us up here soon? Well, since what we do you got going on this about? weekend? What do I got going on this week? Oh, the same thing as you. We are playing in <laughs> the uh, Caveman Classic here in Grants Pass, Oregon. I think that's the name of the tournament. I'm for sure winning MA one, uh, run by Scott Withers and John Youngbar, putting Shout on out. the tournament. So uh, looking forward to playing three rounds at what's kind of our local course. It's definitely a gem of a course. If you're in Northern California or uh, Southern Oregon, well, if you're in Southern Oregon, you know about this course. If you're ever out in Southern Oregon and you're not from from here, make sure to stop in Grant's Pass and play at Tom Pierce Park. It's a beautiful course. And what's cool about this course is that you really need like every shot to do well here. I mean, there's shots where you're throwing a mid-range off, off the tee, ones where you're throwing big power hyzers, ones where you're kind of lacing a a forehand through some tight woods. So it's a course that really challenges, I think, and players a lot. And, uh, yesterday or two days ago, when we went and played, I was shooting pretty much one of my best rounds there ever and feeling pretty good. So, um, let's maybe go out yeah, Tom, and play. Tom it Pierce is easier. like
0: one of those courses that it, I, I think it always ends People always end up playing better at it than Tom. Pier- like, then you should be giving it credit for. I think Tom Pierce is actually a pretty tough course. Uh, I think everybody just plays it so much. It's our most trafficked, uh, course, and we've all played tournaments on it. It's so it it plays much tougher. Like it's definitely a locals course. Yeah. Like, you but you face some locals, you might get spanked up a little bit.
1: But it's three it's three rounds, so we really should get an idea of who the best golfers in the area are. So I'm hoping that you know you or I or both of us. I'm
0: taking down. MA1.
1: Can can take a top. Well, that that means you'd have to beat me. So we'll see. Which about I that. did last tournament. Last tournament when, when I we played had three blind, rounds, so it's fine. Uh, I'm excited just because this is kind of going to be our warm-up for the Southern Oregon Winter Series, which we enjoy around here, which are a series of little pop-up tournaments that are usually pretty cheap uh, that you can go get some rated rounds in. and courses Unrated that, as well. Yeah, and un unrated if you want to test your hand and open. So kind of warming up for the South's time as the disc golf season winds down. But here in Southern Oregon, the disc golf season never really ends, so... I'm excited to uh play this tournament. It's going to be this beautiful weekend. this weekend. Is it?
0: Yeah, it's going to be really nice. It's been the beautiful
1: weather. this past week. You yeah. know, it's like har- it's we like we finally harvest got wind season. and rain. We got wind, we got rain, it got rid of the smoke. It's harvest season in Southern Oregon. It's beautiful, it's cool, and it's the perfect time of year to be playing a course just like Tom Pierce. So excited for that. And uh Jed, what 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 do you got going on here, man? This thing is just buzzing, flashing
0: and yeah smash my phone smash his
1: phone and that doesn't work he's getting all these messages and he can't check can't even read i know he's got that anxiety if you're
0: uh if you're texting me i can't see it so his phone is busted folks
1: all right folks i think that's gonna wrap it up for us this week because like we said there are no no lines i forgot the laptop but we wanted to record something anyway and put it and put it out there Maybe we'll be around next week. I'm not sure what the next big tournament is or if there's going to be Golf one. It's
0: Pro Tour Championships, I believe. There
1: so. you go. So we'll have to try to put out something for that, and I guarantee there'll be some prize pick lines for that. So until next time, folks, thank you guys for tuning in. Sorry for the clunky show this week. Without Lions, it's a little bit tougher. We'll catch you guys on the flip side.
0: Peace.